Hello and welcome to Karma Light Conversations. This is your host, Francis Harry. I have a special treat for you. We are going to begin a series with Deacon Rusty Baldwin. He is the member of the Secular Order of Discalced Carmelites in Dayton, and he often gives us a presentation during our holy hour, and he's always using Carmelite themes. So we uh, took our podcast equipment in and recorded him today um, in the church, and so I wanted to share that talk with you because it's always inspiring and enlightening, and I hope that you enjoy it. So I present to you Deacon Rusty Baldwin. Today I'm going to be talking about the use of God's gifts. We either use them or we lose them. When I think of the myriad of different gifts our Lord has blessed each one of us with, it's hard not to think about how this corresponds to the different flowers that make up a bouquet. Especially hard when you put this image in the context of St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. But whether we know it or not, or perhaps for most of us, whether we believe it or not, each one of us have gifts that we have been given by God to both glorify him and build up the body of Christ. Each gift that we offer individually is a flower in a spiritual bouquet that our community collectively offers to God, if indeed our flower is in the bouquet. For so many times, we do not add our flowers to this bouquet out of some false sense of humility or perhaps, unfortunately, out of laziness or what would be even more unfortunate, out of envy that our flower is not as beautiful, colorful, prominent, or whatever as someone else's. What is that but the most pitiable form of pride? Something that, through the parables, our Lord specifically enjoins us against. These parables are so familiar to us that mentioning them is enough the parable of the talents, putting our light under a bushel, the oil in the ten virgins' lamps. In the letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul asks us if we are all apostles, are all teachers, do all speak in tongues. These are all good things, he assures us, but these are not what we should concentrate on. We should seek out spiritual gifts. In other words, don't do, be. That is, don't seek to do things for God. Seek to be someone for God. Being is the end. Doing is the means. We tend to focus on doing, not being. But that's backwards. If we seek to be who God wants us to be, then the doing will come naturally along the way. If we focus on doing, the being may never come to pass. 
and as if to leave no doubt to the truth of this principle. St. Paul then tells us that there is an even more excellent way, the way of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not seek its own way. Could there be a more excellent example of St. Paul's teachings than what we see lived out in St. Therese? Even more, is she not the very embodiment of this teaching? For St. Therese put first things first. She laid her gifts at the feet of our Lord and bid him do with them as he pleased fully knowing how poor an offering they were compared to some, to say nothing of our Lord's sacrifice on the cross. She was but a young woman when she entered Carmel, but instead of lamenting the poorness and inadequacy of her gifts, of her littleness, she rejoiced in it. For young though she was, she knew that littleness pleased our Lord. Her littleness was the very thing he needed to manifest his glory in and through her. As a result, we have her little way. Doing all things, the great, but most especially the small, with great love, as if to the Lord. And the life of the little flower testifies to the excellence of the little way. The nun who, on but a single occasion, traveled outside the area of her hometown of Lisieux is the patron saint of missionaries in whose number she longed to be counted. But even more than longing to be a missionary was her longing and joy to do God's will. And so she would remain little her entire life. Little but which modern saint is more beloved and admired than St. Therese? In a homily, Pope Benedict XVI once explained that service, not greatness, is the key to the Christian journey. The Pope said, God's logic is always other with respect to our own. For this reason, following the Lord is always, always requires, rather, a profound conversion on the part of man, a change in his or her way of thinking and living. It requires openness of heart in order to listen and allow oneself to be enlightened and transformed from within. A key point in which God and man are different is pride. God has no pride because he is absolute fullness and is completely given to love and the giving of life. In us, on the other hand, pride is deeply rooted and requires constant vigilance and purification. We who are small desire to appear great, to be the first while God does not fear to humble himself and make himself the last. Some may be called to do great things, but all who serve the Lord are called to one thing, to humbly place our gifts at the Lord's feet, to do with as he wills, or even 
not to use them. For whether he uses us for something great in the estimation of the world or not, to put it bluntly, is none of our business. Our business is to love God and neighbor. Our business is to do his will. The rest we can leave in the hands of God. He's been doing this God thing without our help for a long time. He can handle it.